Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Welcome to Women on the Line, one of Community Radio's National Women's Current Affairs programs. The show is produced at 3CR Community Radio in Melbourne and broadcasted nationally on the Community Radio Network. I'm your host, Tanhang Fan. Women on the Line acknowledges this program is produced and presented on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri peoples of the Kulin Nations. We acknowledge Elders past, present and becoming, as well as the owners of the lands you are hearing us from. Today on Women on the Line, we hear a live recording of All the Fields, a mental illness and health fundraiser for In Sickness and In Stealth Art Collective. The event was held on National Mental Health Day, 10th of October at Loop Bar in Melbourne. All the Fields launched the second In Sickness and In Stealth scene and featured a lineup of live music, poetry, visual art, and zines. So first up tonight, we have the wonderful Tracy Pham. Tracy is a proud QPOC based in Melbourne. Her sudden addiction to electric guitar in 2016 has led her to write her own magical musical tunes. They present various aspects of her queer AF life with a focus on friendship, mental health, self-care, heartbreak, and disappointment. Something that my family is very well familiar with a joke it's just my dad and we're disappointed at him it's fine (laughs) she hopes that the fellow queers can find some resonance and comfort in her tunes please put your hands together for the magnificent tracy fan this one's the cover by the Smiths. I was happy in the days of a drunken hour, but heaven knows I'm miserable now. I was looking for a job, then I found a job Heaven knows I'm miserable now In my life Why do I give valuable time To people who don't care if I live till die They said to find a purpose, I found one said to do well in school they said to get a therapist I got one and now they call me the catalyst tool in my life why do I give valuable time
not spend so much time on the internet. You've been inside too long, she said. Of course, I naturally fled in my life. Why do I give valuable time to people who don't care if I to die? Thank you very much, Tracy. And I think we would all agree, Tracy would be a delicious cheese board to have on a Friday night. Definitely not just at 1am in the morning, sliding into Tracy's DMs. I forgot to, at the start, uh, also mention all the amazing artists who have stalls here today. So we have Xenia, What the Fifth Letter, Jess Knight, Jasper Spearing, Scumbag and E. So we can give them all a round of applause for supplying their amazing artwork. <laughs> Sickness and Stealth also have their second limited edition zine that you can purchase up at the front desk for five schmackaroos. So if you haven't already grabbed yourself that thrilling read, please get it. So up next we have... Ruby Pivot. Ruby is a writer, creator, community organiser and astrology enthusiast. That is good to note for all of y'all that need your star signs read later. Me. She writes about identity, cross-cultural stuff, the body and popular culture. She is also a big fan of lists. She was a creative producer for this year's Emerges Writers Festival and is currently interning with The Lifted Brow, bylines including Gusher Magazine, SBS Life, The Lifted Brow, Vice and more. Please put your hands together for Ruvie Pivot. You've decided to cry in public. Actually, you probably didn't decide to. It probably just happened because uh, everything was getting a little too much and there was nowhere really else for it to go except out your eyeballs. Um, I get it. I'm a water sign too. And maybe I should preface the meme was, so you've decided to cry in public and it was a card addressed to water signs. Um, yeah, there we go. Um, so it happens. Or maybe I just like looking for reasons in the stars and the sun and the moon and whatever else there is out there, rather than looking into my own universe to figure things out all over again. Um, I was planning on running something new for tonight on Monday uh, after work, but then on the train home I hit my head really hard. Um, It was lots of fun, wasn't embarrassing at all. Um, Like with the kind of force that makes you yell out fuck really loudly and startle the very nice couple who were the only other people besides you and your friend on the train with their newborn all the way down the other end of the carriage. Um, It was a good time. They looked so terrified. Um, But then I started crying, so maybe that's why they were terrified. Um, Like, I didn't know I was crying until I sort of covered my eyes and 
my hand came away all wet with tears and that was just it. Uh, I was crying sitting opposite my poor friend um, who didn't really know what to do because it's not really something anyone can stop because, uh, yeah, it hurt, but everything else had kind of been hurting for, like, weeks, um, you know, before the back of my head got acquainted with the middle of the Werribee line. Um, so I guess you're getting something new and old at the same time because I've been writing about crying in public for, like, a while, but this is brand new, fresh content. Um, it's an ongoing collection, really, because, you know, it turns out I have a lot of material, um, and I'm sure it'll just continue to pile up. So Monday night, I got off the train at Footscray Station, and, of course, it was raining after a week of sunshine. Um, and, of course, I was still crying as I walked up from the end of the platform, trying to read and reply to messages, but only really half-managing and... Maybe that's, like, an achievement. Um, so I told myself, like, I could cry until I got to the escalator. You've had a little cry and you can stop now. Um, but I just didn't. And two people asked me if I was okay as they passed on the escalator, going the other way, and I replied with, yeah, I'm fine. Um, <laughs> obviously, I wasn't. And then I almost tripped when I got to the top of the escalator, which would have just topped things off so nicely. Um, so then I was like, okay, well, the bus stopped. You can cry until you get to the bus stop and then, yeah, that didn't happen either. It just kept going and um, I don't know if anyone else is from the western suburbs but I was waiting for the 2.20 and that bus can be really, really late when it tries to so there were a lot of people at the stop. Um, yeah, so I was crying. There were a lot of people at the stop and that doesn't mean that I didn't say thank you because the bus was late. Um, I'm not that petty. Uh, so it like, dropped me off at my stop and... But when I say I said thank you, I kind of made this like really weird sound. Um, I don't know how to describe it. Maybe if I was like a braver performer, if there was like more fire energy in my chart, I don't know. Um, but there isn't, so I'm not going to do it. Um, and to be honest, the 220 has seen like more of my tears than some of my closest friends. Um, I'm not sure if that's like a society thing or a me thing or my family thing or a Scorpio thing. Um, I don't know what it is, but it's a thing. Um, a lot of people seem surprised when they find out Scorpios are water signs. They seem to think that we're made of like fire and earth, but I don't really think I've felt anything other than sea and salt inside of me. Um, when I was about six, I had this recurring dream that I fell off the side of a boat and sank down into the green and it just kind of felt all right. Um, not good, but not bad. Like, I was returning. I'd been there before. I didn't drown, really. I just kind of, like, slipped into this familiar newness and everything just faded to black, like it kind of tends to. So, I'm a Scorpio. Uh, not just under the sun, but, like, most other major placements. Um, so, I'm, like, pretty full of water and sometimes I get a little bit tired of treading. Um... But I found out recently the Scorpio has three forms. Um, so the first is the actual Scorpion, who just is considered to be underdeveloped, which I think is kind of mean, because I think it just does what it needs to do in order to protect itself. Um, which is kind of what I was doing for a long time. Um, just doing what I needed to do to keep moving myself forward. Um, then there's the eagle which keeps its distance and watches for trouble to avoid, and that's what I've been doing for, like, about a year now. 
Um, and then there's the phoenix. So I guess I kind of understand why people are confused by what element Scorpio falls under because, yeah. Um, and last night I saw a band I thought I would just never, ever see live. Um, and the singer turned 40 at like 11 and he cried through the last two songs of the set. Um <laughs> Tears of Joy and Tears of Grief, which is like a reference but whatever, to that band. Um, but mostly I think they were kind of Tears of Wonderment or something. Because um, if you listen to the words, it's pretty clear that he like didn't really think he'd ever get there. Um, and someone asked him towards the end of the set if everything was going to be okay. And it was kind of a joke. But after a pause, he was like, yeah, if you take care of yourself. Um, and then he took his hand away from the face, uh, away from his face, the... Same way that I did on the train the night before. Like, he hadn't realised, like, what was happening, that everyone could see him just, like, crying there on stage. And so maybe that's where I'm at now. Um, And I guess I'm starting to try and take care again. Um, Because Scorpio is water, and water is death and renewal and rebirth and every other metaphor they teach you in Year 11 literature. Um... But the final form is a phoenix, and maybe I need to try and become that now. Yeah, that's it. Our hands together for the amazing Ruby. Did not know that Scorpios were just full of water. Good to know. Women's on a light. Women on the line. Women on the line. <laughs> so next up, we have Gray. Gray's a spoken word performer and fire setter. Her work stems from and pushes back onto the world around her. She'll burn that too. Some sensing maybe not a water sign for this one. Content warning for this one is sexuality with the context of trauma. I'm not that short. I'm not short. Whatever. Um, Cool beans. Um, Yeah, I actually have Leo as my ascending sign. So, like, fire. (laughs) Um... So, yeah, the context for this is poetry, um, because I'm single, if you can tell, single. Um, (laughs) 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 You feel me. Um, And I've been working through a lot of shit by writing, because that's what us emotionally repressed types do. Um, And I am just rambling, because I'm nervous. I'm so sorry. I'll get into it. Um... This is called Where Did You Learn to Love? There's an extract in the scene. It's not as good. Um, it is. It's, it's like, uh, it's about the best ex I ever had. Um, and, oh, God, you don't... You know when you meet those people? You don't deserve them. Like, you meet them and you're just raw and there's something animal inside you and you don't know how to act. You don't, like, you don't know who you are or what you're doing. And then someone comes along... And they say, I see that, and that's okay. <laughs> and you can just be, and you can just be the feral little creature that 
I was. Um, anyway. <laughs> her heart broke slowly. Every time we breathed together, my in to her out, her fingers curled on the seams of my shirt like straps of a harness, pulling me into her this time. My breath curled on the way out. It, it always does. She looked at the same part of the floor that I did and said, leave it on. And she smiled. We breathed together, my in to her out, fighting. It's the same thing in the end. When hands are just hands and our bodies are closed, becoming the metaphor. It's between us. Now we know better, of course, but she'll talk about that time that we breathed together, my in to her out, and her fingers curled around the seams of my shirt, pulling me into her like breath, catching the way out. It, it always does. And I wish I'd looked up. Um, and the other thing, so shortly after I wrote a similar, but not that poem, um, at this Indigenous event, this dude comes up to me, um, and I've been running him out for the last month, she's sick of hearing about it, um, and he said this, like, one thing to me that people always say, they're always like, yeah, we get it, Aboriginal people are, like, oppressed or whatever, but, like, let's celebrate, yeah? Um... So I wrote a poem. <laughs> uh, and he says, I always hear sad things about your people. What about the happiness, too? And I say, my cousins are dying. But they're not dying. They are dead men walking. <laughs> and the last week, another one fell down. And I have forgotten how to mourn. I have forgotten how it feels to not hold grief coiled up against my ribs, just to let it rest in my lap for a while. <laughs> I say, I was born into your civilised think pieces where my body is just another point of your discussion. Do you, do you too know another woman and another and another whose body never belonged to her? <laughs> she had to lease it back, piece by piece. I wonder if it was enough or if it was just another place to keep safe all the things we mustn't talk about. I say it has been 200 years, though it took less than 30 to silence the voices of the generations before us, more effectively than ripping the tongue from their head, while you made us watch parent and child learn to live with it, learn to live without each other, and now you are shocked that these are the lessons that we teach our children? But then even survival is a weapon. And you know this as you take aim. Our happiness is not for you, I say. And I am sorry that you do not feel our joy until it has been worked up and shaped and painted up like a trinket that you keep in a box on a shelf. And I am tired. I am not selling what you are buying. <laughs> I am not for sale anymore. And if a smile cannot reach your heart, if you cannot feel us without your love, then you are missing out, and I am not sorry. But that is sad. Again, the amazing Grey. Up next, we have Charlotte Larissa Raymond. 
Charlotte is a Melbourne spoken word poet. She has featured in events across Melbourne and has won multiple slam poetry events. Her work draws on her experience as a queer woman of colour. She is no stranger to mental illness, the complexities of her multiple di- diagnoses, both helping and hindering her creative process. Please give it up for Charlotte. Hello. Um, so I'm actually quite exhausted and numb today, so I'm going to try and give you as much as I can today and share a couple of pieces. This first one I wrote quite a while ago, and every time I read it, it always comes back to feeling in that same space. A dear friend of mine resonates in my being. At times when I am convinced this friend and I do not belong together, I am overcome with drive, a burning ambition that strives for greatness, a sense of being that defines me as the enigmatic quirk I had once been. I realize I am wrong. Whether or not I wish to believe it, this friend stays true to me. When I am not busy conquering mountains, she devours my soul. She tears into my cerebral lobe and infects my head with poison, leaving no room for the serotonin I thought I had once deserved. Sometimes I resist, but I know my efforts are made in vain. Slowly but surely, limb from limb, she seeps through my body I had once called my own. I am comfortably numb. I know that she could have rid of me long ago, that this empty shell is of no use to her other than to spread the cancer of her soul. Whenever I attempt to leave her and all her friends behind, she pulls me back with the same force that had driven me to the brink. She stays as though she is my friend, as though this is her body to distribute, as though I should feel privileged to know her. Sometimes she even returns the casket I left behind, even though it was never really hers to give. When I crumble, she is there. My eyes are no longer my eyes, my heart no longer my heart. The blood that flows from my veins does not flow from me, even for me. And yet, as I motion at her to leave, I know that cannot be. She is my friend. I can imagine a day when we are no longer friends, that we no longer keep in touch. We would avoid each other's glances, perhaps share a quick hello, and then scurry away with all our might as though those intimate summers and treacherous winters meant nothing to us. The pipe dream fades. One day I thought she had left me. I rejoiced at this newfound freedom in my heart. Once more, I was my own person, and no friend, no foe, no conquest or defeat could stand in the way of my wide, open scope. I soon found myself searching for her in cupboards, corners, and distances, in fear that she would return, in hope that she would return. I will tell older men I love them, younger men I didn't love them, and hope that she would fill the void in my soul and would sweep me up the feet, my feet, and cradle me in her arms once more. There's never comfortable, but always familiar arms. 
when she did return. For we both know she would. She did not unlock the door or even knock at my chamber. She didn't have to. She was my friend, and I was happy she was home once more. Happiness, however, is not her field of expertise. It is a bittersweet friendship, and I know I'd be a thousand times better off if I stood my ground and let her be. However, her heart is black, and without her I am lost. If I tell her she can't come by anymore, who would I be? This is the tale of my dearest companion, and I have known her a very long time. This next piece is about the first time... Um, actually, I'll leave it to the end. Um, this next piece is about experience of therapy um, and after years coming to a quite a cathartic event. She told me that what I felt as timid, she saw as intimidating. He told me that I made ice look like fire. I told myself... You must fill your days with prospect. Leave no moment hopeful, no hour open. You will not have to open up these wounds if you are too busy treading tracks to anywhere but here. Let your silence come off as contemplative. Let your walk crush your carcass with confidence. They will not see you as half a human if you do not show them the other side, however... When you cannot think of a happy memory to fight off the Dementors and reduce this to nothing. When you cannot recognise the trauma of your own struggles, passing it off as nothing. When it takes you 20 years to finally confront your rapist, but he responds with nothing. When you trivialise your pursuits, Believing you are nothing. When you do not feel like eating because everything tastes like nothing. When you have grown so tired of feeling nothing. And the walls of that office. As your therapist tears break down your walls eventually. You do nothing but cry. You just heard a live recording of All the Feels, a mental illness and health fundraiser for In Sickness and In Stealth Art Collective, held on National Mental Health Day, 10th of October, at Loop Bar in Melbourne. Women on the Line is one of Community Radio's National Women's Current Affairs programs. It's produced by a range of women broadcasters from Melbourne, at 3CR and broadcasted nationally on the Community Radio Network. Send us your feedback on today's show via email at womenontheline at gmail.com. Our programs can be downloaded from our website, 3cr.org.au forward slash womenontheline. The theme music for our show is Slideshow at Free University by La Tigra. Thanks for listening to Women on the Line. I'm Tan Hung Pham, and tune in again next time. 